everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. And this is Fried Squirms. We're here to get stoned, talk about horror movies, horror comedy movies. <laughs> More on the comedy side this time. We needed an easy week. This week's going to be what we do in the shadows. Before we get to all that, the most important part is that we're going to get stoned first. Danny, so we get into our green hits. What is this, Jay, that you brought me this week? All right, so this week I brought over the strain growers back from our friends over at flower and with that being said this one if you look up just growers mac it's going to bring up mac or mac one so the information that i have on that is if you look up mac it's also known as miracle alien cookies it's an evenly balanced hybrid strain and it's crossed with the infamous alien cookies and the colombian and starfighter strains so with that being said, the effects on this is uh, euphoria. You'll feel happy, relaxed, and uplifted. I mean, you're going to feel mm-hmm. that regardless <laughs> with most strains. The flavors on this, because limonene happens to be the um, prolific terpene on this, so you're going to get some of those citrus notes along with some of the diesel, flowery, and uh, sweet notes along with aromas of dank diesel, earthy, some floral, and pungent smells. And the THC, for those who are curious, this is right at 24.5% over at Flower. Okay. I also went to Flower. actually went earlier in the weekend. And I brought you some motor breath. I know that I've brought it up on the show before, but if you didn't listen to any of those episodes, it is a cross of OG Kush and Chemdog. If you can guess by the name, it's a bit diesel-y. It says here also fucking earthy and citrusy. As decently as it is, you're not tasting that earth and citrus. Maybe some of the earth. You ain't tasting citrus through the earth and the diesel, though. No, I mean... <laughs> the, the terps are to, probably there. So but. you'd have to have one hell of a, <clears throat> a fucking tongue to be tasting that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm positive the terps are there. Right. But you ain't tasting that shit. No. It's going to be probably on the lower end of the, the terp profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not to shit talk this strain. No. I love how even in the leafly write-up it says... Motor breath is a must try, but novices should be aware of its potent effects. And that being said, we've talked about it before. Like, you can't just go by the THC content because of how potent some Turk profiles can be that we've ran into strains in the past. I've gotten knocked on our ass by fucking 24% before. Flower usually comes through, and coming from flower, this is testing at 31.4. Yeah, that's that's no joke. So... It should be a good little J for you. With that being said, remember, go check out the Patreon, especially now that we have started our new reanimated series. Down at the lowest bit, you'll be getting everything a week early. Move up in the tiers, you get more shit, including up at the top. You can get a sticker that not even we have yet. Lucky. But that's going to be patreon.com slash fried Please go check that out as we start to update it more because it's suddenly become more important because we made it more important for ourselves. That being said, I suppose we're going to take just a tiny break and puff a little bit harder on these J's. But then we'll be back to talk about the guts and bolts of what we do in the shadows. Guts and bolts. All right. Guts and bolts. What we do in the shadows. Who and what went into the making of this movie? Start off with a spoiler-free synopsis. Spoiler-free setup. It's hard to do a full (laughs) synopsis with leaving out spoilers. You know what I'm saying? A mockumentary about what it looks like when a bunch of vampires are flatmates. That's as simple as it gets, right? 
It's what this flick is, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. technically it's like the weeks leading up to them going to this annual ball and shit, but honestly it's a, a way less bigger deal than you think it would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> we'll get into all those fine details soon, but... We also like to talk about the cast and crew of the films that we review from week to week. And this week we have two directors who also happen to be actors in this film. And they're also co-writers on the film as well. And I am talking about Jemaine Clement and Taika Waititi. And I'll start off with Jemaine. As far as his directing credits, he's done several episodes of What We Do in the Shadows, a television series back in 2019 through 2020. He's also done several episodes of Wellington Paranormal from 2018 through 21. I need to watch that. Likewise. I'm really curious about that. I've been curious since its first season, and I've only become more and more curious every new season it's gotten, but for whatever reason, I just have not found the time for it yet. I'll eventually get around to it after watching this, and there's good reason for it. All right. No, I did mention that Taika is also the director on this as well. So a few of his directorial credits. He's known for the film Eagle vs. Shark. He's also done several episodes of Flight of the Concords from 2007 through 2009. He directed the film Boy, which I think there are several people who act in this film that were also in that. Yeah, well, uh, Jermaine stars in uh, Eagle vs. Shark. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I haven't seen that, but I've, I've seen the several several times all right now Tyke's also directed five episodes of the in-betweeners back in 2012 he's also directed hunt for the wilder people mm-hmm. he directed thor ragnarok which is really cool three episodes of what we do in the shadows more recently he's directed jojo rabbit and the episode redemption which was chapter eight of the mandalorian he's got several upcoming projects which include something that you and i watched actually more recently was the trailer for Our Flag Means Death, which mm-hmm. looks really interesting. He's also in post-production for Thor, Love and Thunder. And he's got some other things as well. Akira, Time Bandit, some other things of note. I got really confused when you said that he directed some in-betweeners. It's because he directed some of the American in-betweeners. Ah, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Now, we've got a couple of different cinematographers for what we do in the shadows. And those gentlemen are Richard Block and DJ Stimson. And I'll start off with Richard. And Richard is known for the films Black Sheep and The Monkey King Part 3. And DJ, he's actually known for such things as 1480 Radio Pirates, which I think there was several different versions of that, like different projects mm-hmm. covered that one. Anyway... He's also known for a couple different Power Rangers series, which include Dino Charge, Ninja Steel. He also helped with the New Legends of Monkey. He also helped with six episodes of Wellington Paranormal back in 2018. He also helped with One of Us is Lying back in 2021 and 27 episodes of What We Do in the Shadows television series. So good on him. All right, we have music composed by Plan 9, and they're known for the projects Tongan Ninja. They're also known for Perfect Strangers, not the television series, and they don't Mm -hmm. go that far back. All right, they're also known for the television series Mutant Planet, and some people might know this one, I Survived, 
which is a television series which ran from 2008 through 2014. All right, the special effects on this was done by Waita Digital. This was produced by Taika Waititi, Chelsea Winstanley, and Emmanuel Michael. Production companies on this were Unison Films, Defender Films, Funny or Die, New Zealand Film Commission, and Resnick Interactive Development. The distributor on this was Madman Entertainment. They helped with the Australian and New Zealand theatrical release back in 2014. This had a couple of different release dates. It premiered here in the States January 19th, 2014 at the Sundance Film Festival. And it had its premiere in New Zealand on June 19th, 2014. All right, it had a budget of $1.6 million, grossed $7.25 million worldwide. And the tagline on this is, some interviews with some vampires. Which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's... What can you say? All right, so moving into the cast, I'm going to lead off with the two gentlemen I've actually mentioned before who are directors, co-writers. Taika Waititi plays the role of Viago von Dorna Schmarten Schedenheimberg. <laughs> right? That's not a mouthful. All right, few things of note as far as his acting credits. Well, lately, fucking Mandalorian, where he was IG-11. Yeah, that's pretty wild. He was Korg in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, He's going to be Blackbeard in the upcoming Our Flag Means Death. Damn, that man. looks dope. He was in uh, Green Lantern. That's really cool. <laughs> he fucking was in Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. He was also in the films that he directed, Boy and Eagle vs. Shark. He was in Tongan Ninja, of course. He voiced Graham. Okay. Did yeah. he? That's fucking funny. I don't think I realized Yeah, that. we just saw that he's going to be playing Blackbeard, which is pretty wild, right? He was in the Suicide Squad as Ratcatcher. He played Adolf Hitler and Jojo Rabbit. That shit's so wild. So, yeah, that's some really cool credits. Mm -hmm. All right. Jermaine Clement, he plays Vladislav the Poker. <laughs> so right? good. I know, man. So a few things of note as far as his acting credits. How can I not say Flight of the Concords? I was just talking about right. that. Yeah, I mean, that's so good. He was also an Eagle versus Shark. Look, right? I'm going to be a fucking hipster about this shit. My fandom of Jermaine goes back to Tongan Ninja. That's awesome, man. I love Tongan Ninja. Loving Tongan Ninja was what got me to watch this movie originally. So Hey, that's that's an awesome connection. Now here's a little film that our crew, some of us in our crew and even at the store know about. It's a film called Gentleman Broncos mm -hmm. where he plays Chevalier. That one I highly recommend, especially if you like like Napoleon Dynamite, that style of comedy. I think you'll like that one. He was Look, in uh, Dinner for Schmucks. People are sleeping on Men in Black 3, but he was good yeah, in that shit. Boris the Animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Let's that movie was fucking good. Brolin is an amazing young fucking Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he voices a lot of cartoons and animation. Mm -hmm. like, well, he popped up in an episode of Big Mouth this last season. I was looking here, like, he voiced Tamatoa and Moana. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's wild. Wow, he's going to be in... It looks like all of the upcoming Avatar films as well. I mean... As Dr. Ian Garvin. Good for him. I know. I mean, like, wow. I'm not going to lie. I kind of hope those flicks, like, don't do well. I kind of don't really care either way, to be honest. I just... I guess that's kind of mean to, like, hope a flick doesn't do well. But, right. like, something about it just seems so stupid. Yeah, and the way like, they went about it. And, like, you're going to give us an Avatar... You're going to give us a movie that actually wasn't that great. It was just technologically ahead of everything else at the time. Yeah, it's like, uh... And you're going to act like 
you're bringing us to fucking, I don't know, something about Cameron's fucking feeling towards it. I'm just like, you, this wasn't that good to begin with. And you act like you're giving us something that's going to save the fucking world when, when yeah. you talk about these Avatar sequels. Well, you know, a bank account's looking pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that the sequels do originally. I can't imagine. Money, right? I can't imagine. But who knows, man? Who fucking knows? There's no telling. We have Jonathan Brugge. He plays the role of Deacon Brugge. Now, a few things of note from him. He was in the Jackie Brown Diaries back in 2008 through 2009. Some people might recognize him in the television series Soulmates back in 2014. He was also in the film Mega Time Squad. He was a part of the 800 Words television series back in 2015 through 2018. And more recently, he was in Mystic, the television series from 2020 through 2021. All right, we have Ben Fransham. He plays the role of Peter. He was in Peter Jackson's Heavenly Creatures, Oh, which is really neat. He was also in 30 Days of Night. He was in the film The Cure. He was also part of the Ash vs. Evil Dead television series back in 2015. And more recently, he was in Wellington Paranormal from 2018 through 2021. Well, right. he's worked as a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he did his own stunts in this movie. Like, I'm pretty sure it was... I watched the the behind-the-scenes footage on, like, the minor spoilers. Like, Peter's... I guess Peter's only stunt scene. Yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that it was just him. Yeah, I saw the lathering up Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We have Corey Gonzalez-McCoar. He plays the role of Nick. Some people might recognize him because he was also in Eagle vs. Shark. He was also a part of Wellington Paranormal back in 2018. And more recently, he was in the television series Mean Mums from 2019 through 2020. All right, we have Stu Rutherford. He plays the role of Stu. Now, he's been in a bunch of shorts and things of that nature. But he was in the film Boy, which Taika directed. But he, he was mostly just uh, like an IT guy. So this is going to be fun. So he was part of the crew for a lot of the early Taika films. Mm-hmm. He did do a tiny bit of acting. He personally holds up his like <laughs> acting claim to fame as he was in a short about, I think, New Zealand's role in World War II okay. that Peter Jackson directed. That's really neat. So like he got like directed by Jackson. So Yeah, that's saying something. Well, um, I can say about myself. <laughs> but here's the cool thing. So you, so like you said, he's an IT guy. He was part of the team that came up with the technology to film the Valkyrie and like myth sequences in Thor Ragnarok and made them look the way they do. Did you watch Thor Ragnarok at all? No. Or do you remember the no. trailers? Because that it was part of the trailers, oh, sure, that little trailers. like Valkyrie yeah. part, and how like everything looks. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like almost like moving statues. I don't. That look is created. I read an article about it once. It's almost like the Matrix bullet cam stuff, except instead of the cameras circling around what they're filming, they have these lights that are timed to circle them in extremely, extremely fast rates. And then they're also capturing that image in slow motion and using their proprietary computer algorithm to layer those on top of each other. So it's almost like all of the lights coming from everywhere at once, yet all the shadows are still there. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty unique. Yeah. But Stu was part of that. 
yeah. because he's an IT guy. <laughs> kind of plays the role. He plays himself, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I'm, it's pretty neat. He's got some really cool credits. You're right. We have Jackie Van Beek. She plays a role of Jackie. A few things of note from Jackie. She was in the film Eagle vs. Shark. Some people might recognize her for her role in Cover Band, the television series, back in 2014. She was in the film The Breaker Uppers. She was also in Funny Girls, the television series back in 2015 through 2018, and the television series Educators from 2019 through 2020. All right. We have Reese Darby who plays the role of Anton. Reese right? Darby's such a fucking character. Dude. Speaking of Flight of the Concords, he plays their manager, Murray Hewitt. From 2007 through 2009. He was also in an episode of the Jackie Brown Diaries back in 2009. He was in How to Be a Gentleman, the television series back in 2011 through 2012. It looked like he was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother, which is really neat. He was in, it looks like a couple of things with Comedy Bang Bang, which is really neat. He was a Psycho Sam in Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, oh God, I can't remember the character's name, but he does one of the voices on Voltron Legendary Defender That's that really Netflix cool. did a, a couple years ago. Uh, Corin? Oh, Corin? Yeah. He was in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle as Nigel. He's, of course, the main role, Steed Bonnet, in the upcoming Our Flag Means Death that we yeah, watched the, that's pretty awesome, the trailer for. And he has a podcast. Nice. The Cryptid Factor. So you're going to listen to him talk about fucking... That's really awesome. Uh, cryptids, like Bigfoots oh, and shit. That's yeah. really awesome, man. I'm just looking through a couple of the things. He did some voices for Star vs. the Forces of Evil. He did uh, Guns Akimbo, which is really neat. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff, man. A bunch of cartoons just as well. Like I said, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, things of that nature. So whether we've seen him in person or heard his voice, he's done a lot of that. All right. We have Elena Stako. She plays the role of Pauline, or some people might know her as the Beast. <laughs> All right, really the only thing of note uh, that she's known for is the film Russian Snark, because she's been in a bunch of shorts prior to that. All right, we have Jason Hoyt. He plays the role of Julian, who happens to be Pauline's boyfriend in the film. All right, he was a part of the Young Hercules, which I saw, uh, happened along conjunction with the legendary journeys which ran from 1996 through 1999 he was also a part of the xena warrior princess television series i think he had a couple like spot episodes he was in from 1996 through 2000 he was also a part of several of those power rangers episodes our television series i'd mentioned earlier uh he was in the film the insatiable moon some people might recognize him in Nothing Trivial from 2011 through 14. And more recently, he was also part of the Wellington Paranormal television series from 2019 through more recently here in 2022. Mm-hmm. All right. I've got two other people, and that rounds out our cast and crew. I have Karen O'Leary and Mike Minogue. Karen happens to play the role of Officer O'Leary, and Mike plays the role of Officer Minogue. Now, with Karen... She was in the film The Breaker Upperers. Some people might recognize her in The Eggplant, which is a television series back in 2020. She was also in Two Idiots and a Tin Whistle. And because she's Officer O'Leary, people recognize her because of her role in Wellington Paranormal. That's still running, actually, from 2018 through more recently here in 2022. And Mike, Officer Minogue, he was in the film Separation City. He was in the film Rage. Hunt for the Wilder People. He was a part of the Water Cooler television series from 2016 through 18. And 
He was also in Wellington Paranormal as Officer Minogue from 2018 through 2022. So yeah, that runs out our cast and crew. We uh, gave you a brief little setup of what this film entails. Should give you some warnings. Not very many, but there's some decent amounts of gore and blood and stuff. Yeah, there's some gore, some blood. Some decent stuff. Language. Yeah. I mean, a little sexy stuff. Not too much, but there's a little bit. I was going to say, I think there's like woodcut boobies a few times. Right. I mean, <laughs> considering... I think there's woodcut dicks a few times, too. We've already said that it's vampire, so, you know, there's going to be some vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. Supernatural stuff. Things of that nature, you know. There's other... Yeah, there's also werewolves and (laughs) zombies for sure that you see. And other things are mentioned, but you're not sure who's who when they're at the masquerade. So I don't think there's anything else really of warning stature, you know what I mean? I I don't know, man. I think that's a comedy. It's a comedy. I mean, honestly, you've probably seen it. It's pretty fuck popular at this point. (laughs) You probably know it. (laughs) Well, if not, thanks for joining us. But now we're going to get in and talk about it and find out how what we do in the shadows made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? All right, what we do in the shadows. Enough of a comedy that I have a feeling this is going to be a short conversation because we don't want to sit here and break down every fucking joke. Exactly, because we've done not very many like horror comedies, but we've done our fair share, though. You mm-hmm. know, We're no stranger. But you're right. It's like we don't have to break down the freaking jokes. That's not what we're here for. We'll be honest. We needed to give ourselves an easy week because we both went to a fucking concert this weekend. Yeah, we're getting a little bit older. I'm not saying we're old, but we're getting older and that shit sets in a little bit harder these days. That being said, it's not like I don't think we're going to have nothing to talk about. No, of this course shit's not. fucking great. What's your introduction to what we do in the shadows? You know, thinking about that, it's hard to remember exactly. I want to say because looking at when it came out, And that's around, probably around the same time I started working, actually, with you guys. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't have been too long after. I would imagine probably year two max. So I probably would have seen it like 2015, 16. Okay. But I think it was usually just word of mouth. Mm. And um, being that I'm no stranger to kind of like Reese Darby and Taika. I'm no stranger to being pirates. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I found the film and watched it. And the rest is kind of history. So, yeah. Because I think I saw it as soon as it dropped on video. I mentioned before I was already a fan of Tonga Ninja. And so, like, I didn't watch that as soon as it came out. But I think it was, like, two years after Tonga Ninja came out was when they started doing Flight of the Concords. My best friend in high school's mom was all about that show right from the get-go. She thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And her sister was like, oh, well, then you'd probably like this. It's currently available on Netflix. Go rent it. And her sister, Aunt Kathy, she was the one way back in the day that turned uh, me and my friend on to, like, Monty Python and shit. Mm. Like, she's always been, like, just keyed into overseas comedy. That's awesome. And she like she also turned us on to like Blackadder and like Red Dwarf and shit back in the day. Mostly Monty Python though. Yeah, Blackadder too. Red Dwarf is a little bit one of my other friends, but also also Aunt Kathy. And so she's like, you need to rent Tonga Ninja. And so Sue rented Tonga Ninja and she watched it and she's like, Boys, get up here, you have to watch this. <laughs> so watch Tonga Ninja probably as soon as Flight of the Concords came out, and it was all over. I fucking, I rented it myself, like, three times. 
And so I was clued in and I had just gotten done watching it one time here in town. And I was like, oh shit, I wonder, I wonder what these guys are, are doing next. And I started typing in some names and shit. And it was like a week after the first trailer for this dropped. Nice. And I was like, oh fuck, this looks right up my alley. So I just, I sort of kept an ear to the ground and like, it didn't get a super wide release. Like maybe the Roxy would have carried it, but yeah, I, don't, like, I don't even remember having an opportunity to go see it in the theaters. Yeah, no, for sure. I didn't see it in the theater. But um, I know as soon as I, I could, when it was on video, I immediately was like, oh shit, it's time to watch this shit. Right. It's it's so good too. And I'm I'm thinking, it's like, I'm almost certain I knew who Jermaine Clement was at this point, maybe even Reese Darby. And that was it. I don't think I knew who Taika was quite yet mm-hmm. when I, you know, first seen what we do, but... Yeah, this would I mean, have I been my introduction to Taika. Yeah. Or, no, I mean, I guess I wouldn't realize it till later, but I guess Green Lantern would have been. Yeah, and that makes sense, too. But, yeah, at the at the time, I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nonetheless, this has sparked more... I mean, it, you know, it helps with Peter Jackson for obvious reasons with us. Mm-hmm. But it also helps with the fact that, you know, this is another New Zealand-based project, and New Zealand has produced some pretty good stuff. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining either. No, it's still carrying on with the television series, so. So when was the last time you had watched it? Because I still watch this movie decently regularly. I just want to say it's been a, a little while because over the weekend there were some things I had totally forgotten about. But I would say probably probably around 2017. Okay. Probably the last time I'd seen it. Because I believe I watched it with Ashley and Jeff around then. Because we covered it on General Nerdery about a year ago. But in between then and now, I rewatched the movie and the entire series of what we do in the shadows, like almost first thing when I got COVID end of last year. So it's like, hey, that's a good excuse as any man. I don't blame you. So it hadn't been all that long. Like I've watched it probably like four times total in the past year alone. Oh, damn. Nice. I guess. Lucky. lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Actually... It feels weird saying that now thinking back on it, but I I guess I kind of did. Like, I didn't think it was that many times, but... <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Or I guess five times now, because I watched it twice and... I was going to say, there's so much out there that's garbage that mm-hmm. you could have watched, but you didn't. You chose to watch some really good stuff five times. So, like we said, we don't want to explain every joke. Mm-hmm. What do we like about this? What's the thing that captured you about this? Because I think we both love it. Oh, I, I love this style of humor. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's something that's interesting. Not necessarily about this film, but it'll make more sense when kind of make this story a little bit more coherent. So I have a, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, and he asked me years and years and years ago if I was a fan of, like, uh, best in show mm. and you know things of that nature right mighty wind and all of that the christopher guests right and, shit. and at the time and even like you know stuff like arrested development mm. and curb mm-hmm. your enthusiasm and now uh, granted i love comedy outside of horror that's probably my favorite genre mm-hmm. but i just wasn't as exposed as i probably should have been to that kind of comedy that style of comedy back then so i was like nah, not really you know but what I was saying is getting into those films and then watching stuff like this because they all, oh, not all, but they kind of have similar tones they use and, you know, setups and deliveries and stuff like well, that. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'd, I'd said it was a mockumentary, but kind of like something like Curb, 
what I don't think gets brought up as much about this movie is that it's also a semi-scripted. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that style of humor. I mean, not everybody is going to like that, but for I think for fans of what we've already mentioned, this fits in perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm I like that shit a lot. That's something I know, like I said, noticed this time through is how much it had in common. Mm-hmm. Do you know all the Stu's involvement story? Did you read about that? A little bit, a little bit. Now you can fill in the blanks, of course, where I, I left off. But from what I understand is that he and Taika are like friends. Yeah. And he's been a part of a lot of Taika's projects. You've already mentioned mm-hmm. it more from like technical side, more so than acting side. And he was unaware of his role. Like he knew what he was just going to have a few lines and stuff. And, but he didn't realize the importance of his role until after the film's premiere. Like, <laughs> you know, so, but outside of that, I don't know much. Yeah. So, and it kind of fits in with the fact that this was semi-scripted to begin with. Stu was in the original short film, which we'll talk about in a minute. Cause I know you started watching it at mm-hmm. least you didn't finish it, but I we didn't. still have shit to talk about there, but he's in like 10 seconds of it. Okay. And so his idea was, well, if you take a 20-minute short film and you expand it to feature length, then that means my 10 seconds is probably going to be 40 seconds. <laughs> I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you scale everything up, he's like, okay, I'm probably going to be in like 40 seconds of this. No big deal. And they sort of told him that he was going to be kind of an IT guy around set, which he had sort of done that sort of work before anyway. So, cool. <laughs> They'd get him to set, have him go sit in a room. He'd be like, when does the IT stuff start? And they'd be like, don't worry about it. Just react to what we're, we're saying to you. But the whole movie was kind of semi-scripted. So Jermaine and Taika had wrote a script, and they knew where certain scenes had to start and where they had to end. But a lot of the shit in between was improv with just everybody knowing who their characters are supposed to be. And, you know, they tell them, like, we're starting here, we're ending here. Get there within the character. Blanks, yeah. yeah. So these guys are just being in weird character all day anyway around set, right? And they would just come up to him and do shit, and he was just told to react to them. So there's 120 hours of footage. Yeah, that's wild. And he's a big part of that. And they eventually edited it, so he's kind of the hero of the movie. When you watch this film, that is another thing, I think, that really stands out as realizing his significance in this film. But I re- like, I had known that story before, but going through this latest rewatch, I paid extra attention to just the like that montage sequence of where like all the vampires are basically falling in love with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how could he have known he was going to end up in so much of the movie? Like they have him doing such fucking ridiculous things, just mundane things that he probably does that it's, on the daily. Yeah, it's just whatever. And just asking him stupid fucking questions and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But with so much of it, there's no way that you would think that, like... Of course. It's like, how could you? How could you? They're like, we've been doing this for fucking four hours. You're not making a four-hour movie about me, so this is just you guys fucking around with me. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what they said, like, that's what I think Jermaine and and Taika have said in interviews, was like, I think he thought that we were making fun of him. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, because 120 hours of film, that's a lot of fucking stuff that you're doing. Whether it's relevant to the script or whatever, it's regardless, there's a lot to be on on film. 
And like some of the yes. shit, like one of the, I guess, deleted scenes is just like Stu just showing them some fucking IT shit. And not, not even showing the like vampires some IT shit, just like the yeah. camera guys, just like, yeah. and these are like the, the fucking hard drives that we've pulled out of shit. And like, I'm like, all right, cool. We put them up next to the trophies because they're kind of cool looking and they're shiny. Well, and like, I mean, if you're going to be hanging out with people and be on film, I mean, you're going to have to fill in the time somehow. Right. And that's the thing. Like, we haven't done any sort of major project at all. Not like that. We've done a stupid little fucking YouTube series. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're proud as shit of it, but, like, right, it's a stupid right, little fucking YouTube right. series. And even in that experience, a lot of time on set is just sitting around. Yeah, waiting for your lines, your view lines or whatever. So, if while he's just sitting around and they're doing all this shit for 120... You could oh. never imagine that they're making a movie about you. No, because... At a certain point, it... There's no way he didn't think they were making, not making fun of him, right? I would imagine. Like these guys are fucking with me. It's a good Even thing I've known these. It's a good too. thing I've known this, these guys since fucking college because these guys are fucking fucking with me right now. Like, yeah, I don't know if they're being for real or if they're in character or what's going on, but you just have to kind of roll with it. But then just thinking about how much of this movie was improvised, essentially, is also amazing. However, they definitely just punched up some jokes from that short film. That's something to notice i made mention to you for those who are unfamiliar this film is based on that 2005 short that we're alluding to it's um what we do in the shadows interviews with some vampires and yeah it's just a little bit that i watched i mentioned to you as like taika who plays viago like his portrayal of that character in 2005 is a lot different than the 2014 version in terms of his persona so he still has like certain, I mean, he has certain tendencies that are the same, but his character is different. It's kind of the different, kind of the same. I, at first I was thinking he feels like, like a disaffected college student. Makes sense. Like all the vampires are kind of parodies of pop culture vampires, right? Absolutely. So Jermaine is fucking Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman. Dracula, Dracula <laughs> yeah. who he's said, like, I base my performance on Gary Oldman's Dracula. I've seen a lot of places claim that Deacon is supposed to be, like, 30s Dracula. I claim bullshit. He's Lestat. Yeah. That's He's Lestat, point. and Viago is Louis. I'm not going to argue there. And I think 2005 Taika is a little bit more realistic Louis. Mm, yeah. And kind of like how we saw him in Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, yeah. And that this version is just Louis cranked up to 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a very foppish, dandy, mm -hmm. yeah. Take all the, the ways you would describe Louis <laughs> and just turn it up and to crank, 11. Very yeah. exaggerated. And also make him kind of like the den mother. That's, yeah, exactly. He said he portrayed that on his mother. Mm -hmm. You know, so take that for what you will. But I do think both performances are kind of based on Louis. Yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, depending on which version, yeah, you can mm -hmm. totally see that. But I agree. And Deacon's kind of a mix of, like, Lestat and fucking, what's his name from Lost Boys? David? Yeah. Is what, Kiefer Sutherland's mm -hmm. character? Yeah. Which, I mean, he even has a line. He uses it several times. <laughs> he stole this from Lost Boys. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? So, <laughs> that's something else I, I do like, is if you do like the vampiric lore and 
the films and all that stuff, then you're gonna enjoy this mm-hmm. already. You're probably gonna really enjoy this, especially if you like comedy. Well, Nick's straight out. It's like I'm Twilight. <laughs> you know the guy from Twilight? That's me. That's me. It's <laughs> like, wait, I thought I was supposed to sparkle. <laughs> Which is funny because that's. To a certain extent, I would imagine you have to think that's probably how they view themselves. Like, how would they, uh, who am I best, you know, characterized as? Was What version of vampire am I? <laughs> Which I enjoy, man, especially with Peter. With, like, the first time you are introduced to Peter, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, fucking, it's Orlock. Yeah, it is. It's fucking Orlock. Scary as shit, but then you realize he's like, nah, not really. He's as old as shit. <laughs> yeah. 8,000 years old, that's crazy. That's OG. That's super OG. Makes it even just a little bit sadder that he goes up in flames. I know, man, that's so <laughs> Well, considering, too, that, that whole story, which is really interesting. So there's things like that throughout the film, and there's little lines as far as, like, the comedy lines and the things they do. Like, I was giggling a lot, the first, especially the first time through. I was like, man, this shit's silly as hell. When you are a vampire, you become very sexy. Yeah, exactly. He even has a line. He's like, uh, when they were talking about their fashion sense and style, being Jemaine Clement's character, Vlad, Va- mm-hmm. he's like, I like to call it the dead but delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I laughed. Also, I, I laughed way too much. Why don't we get some slaves? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I, I giggled way, way too much. When Viago, he brings home his victim, mm. and he's, like, putting down all the newspaper and shit, and he bites into her neck, and the blood gets all over the fucking place. And he's just covered in her blood, and he still has the nerve to, like, kind of tuck. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I made a mess. Oh, my God. I was like, man, this shit is so silly. It's so funny. I think the best way to make fun of something <laughs> is to just show how it works day to day. Because yeah. in a lot of ways... It's filling in the blanks. This is just the most realistic vampire movie ever. Yeah. That I can think of. Everything else, for the most part, as far as I've seen, it, it kind of romanticizes the, an idea of what a vampire is. Mm-hmm. You know? I will say, honestly... Not all, but Even this romanticizes it some from the original short. There was one thing I liked a little bit more about the original short... And that's that they were living in a very normal apartment. Yeah, they were. I, I, that's something I noticed. They kept it very tidy. And so it made like uh, it made Deacon having to do the dishes even fucking funnier when he's just bathroom. at like a normal ass fucking sink, it, it was, but still yeah. done up like Deacon and just like fucking dishes. Like <laughs> that made me laugh more than like their crazy mansion of a house. Yeah. I agree with I that. I dig the crazy mansion of a house, and I like the other ways that they they played on some of the jokes, like fucking Viago floating to do the fucking... That's so silly, man. The vacuuming and shit. That was good, and, it, you know, you're making yeah. use of the space, and, like, your very increased budget that's, and shit. I was, but, that's probably what it had a lot to owe to, is the fact they probably had money in mm-hmm. the studio to play with. But something about just, like, being at a kitchen like mine. Dude, yeah. This fucking like, vampire. So relatable. And it's modern. Had me fucking rolling. Uh, that being said, the movie's a big upgrade over that short. That short is kind of rough. Yeah, it really is. And you could tell it was just a group of friends at that time who were... So Tycho was weirdly pretty back in the day. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. 
I've never thought he wasn't a handsome guy, but right. like I was like, bro, <laughs> yeah, you must have been pulling all the time. He probably didn't have a problem. I'm sure of it. It did. It like it is really interesting to see those guys, the young, a younger version of themselves, and like I said, some of the characterizations are played a little different. A little different, not much. Yeah, but a little different. Viago's the biggest change, I think, and oh, the yeah. best change. Yeah, I like his portrayal on this. This it, it's fucking silly. It's funny. Deacon was kind of just hung over all the time in the short. He his eyes, you could tell too. He probably was, <laughs> and he's still kind of that in the movie, but not the same. No, no, I think it's played up a little differently here. Yeah. Vladislav, the or what was his name in the fucking short? Volvus. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's so funny. His was the least changed. I felt like. Yeah, it was. It was his jokes more, were just more polished. Can't argue with that. He has some really good lines in this film. I'm not gonna lie. There was one I was like, "Holy shit!" That's <laughs> pretty bold of him to say what he said. They were referring to. Jackie bringing over Nick and that other gal, mm-hmm. that dinner party. And they're talking about virgin blood. I fucking love it. Dude, that's the best fucking line. The analogy. <laughs> I, like, I have to write this down. He's like, you know, if you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one fucked it. <laughs> Which is a punch up. He has a joke about that in the short, except he says something about it being like an already eaten sandwich. <laughs> I mean... You know what he was getting at. I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus. Another one he has in the film a little bit later on is actually when they're Leave starting me to, to do my dark bidding. That one, we, you and I joked about that at work. Fuck. Dude, but, that cracks me up every time. There, there's another one that I thought was funny. And I was like, okay, that's they're playing on modern humor with technology humor. and Oh, uh, the uh, poker? Yeah, exactly. Because they were talking about Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Stu showing them all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, you can poker. He's like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, do you want to? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Vladislav the poker. <laughs> that is so funny. Because it's, it's also a play on words, man. Poker, poker. Mm-hmm. Like, that yes. is, that's fucking, that's a clever joke. As silly as it is. I don't think she's joke. a virgin if she's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy shit, this is hilarious. Even um, Viago chasing the his love, mm. you know, that story mirrors some Dracula shit, mm-hmm. you know. With, but in his case, they paid the wrong fare. So fucking. Funny. What the fuck? <laughs> oh know? my god! Um, just stuff like that. I love the fucking payoff for that, where he's just like, they can call me a cradle snatcher. I don't care. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't care what they say about me or her dating uh, a guy guy four four times times her age. (laughs) Yeah, because you would assume he was going to go with it in the other direction. (laughs) It is funny because you're just sitting there like. But it's also weirdly sweet. That's what I'm getting at. like he's playing it. And a different angle, and it is. You could see her reaction to it. Mm-hmm. She's smiling the whole time. It's, oh. Yeah, it, it's cute. Yeah, it's like I, I like the whole buildup of Stu. Because this Nick, he's like, you know, Nick gets turned. He invites his mate over. He doesn't want them to eat him. And mm-hmm. then everybody's like, yeah, we, even Vlad's like, yeah, first I hate him. 
<laughs> he's like, then he showed them all this shit. Mm-hmm. He's modernizing everything, and they're like, well, this is cool. But I think probably with Vlad is when he starts taking pictures of himself. You could tell right. he was getting in his feels. <laughs> he was feeling himself. Dude, that shit was hilarious. So I was like, man, this is so good. This is so funny, man. Even just looking, oh man, speaking of taking pictures, the opening, the opening montage. Yeah, it's so Dude, good. Dude, some of those details are fucking hilarious. Just the picture of the bat labeled Deacon. Yeah, I'm like, it's so silly, man. Uh, one thing I do enjoy is, I, I didn't realize that, I think it was this weekend, I was like, oh, I, I wasn't even thinking about the song You're Dead. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, fuck, if you watch the show, hello. Mm-hmm. It's like they just carried it over, and I like that, like... That's a bit of continuity. Yeah. And we know they're in the same universe because they show up in the first season. And exactly. uh, Taika shows up again later on. So. Yeah, and I, I like all that stuff, too. So I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's paying homage to itself, <laughs> which I like. It's cool. Oh, fuck. The show is so good, too. But yeah, I know. We're not, we're not necessarily here for that. We're not here for that. But holy shit. Like, I will say I was really trapped because of how good this movie is. I was like really trepidatious when the show dropped because I was like, no. How how do you follow that? What they do a great job, killer job, dude. There hasn't been a bad episode of that show. No, I'm not gonna complain either. I started watching it again. Not gonna lie. All right, a few other things of note because, like I said, we're not really here for the punchlines and jokes and all that stuff. I like the whole Officer Illyrian and Mike mm. Minogue. That's great. Them coming over and expecting, and it's like, okay, now I know why they use them for that television series because it's a perfect premise for it. I still don't know how I haven't watched Wellington Paranormal. That's what I. I need to check it out as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is fucking hilarious, man. That's something I would totally watch. Mm-hmm. Totally watch. Because now I know it's like, it's probably going to be a more on the comedic side. Yeah. You know, investigating. And they're probably very skeptical and shit. <laughs> I still have my fingers crossed that we're going to get weird wolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing I definitely want to talk about. Especially uh, with Taika and Reese already working together again right now. It would make sense. You already know these guys like working with each other. It's pretty evident. All right. I think it's more a matter of them getting together a script that they want to follow up this movie with. That would make sense, too. But, I mean, you know, the show's doing great. Mm-hmm. I think it would give more credence and probably a little bit more, you know, presidents like, hey, man, we still got this in the bag if we want to do it. All right. I like Nick's character arc. Mm. You know, he um, he's invited because Jackie, they were former exes. Right. <laughs> 12 years old. You were a virgin when we dated. I was I, 12. I, I was like, man, I I giggled once again so hard when they were fucking with him with the, what do they call it? Baschetti? Baschetti? The Baschetti. <laughs> right? You know, they were playing the whole worms and then his penis like a cobra. And Nobody's going to mistake your penis for a cobra. It, it freaked him out. And he's like, I got to get out of here, man. And then they start fucking with him in the house. I was like, this shit's hilarious. I love it. I'm all for this. This is hilarious. That was a pretty legit horror sequence. It was. With him trying to get out of the house. It was. And I did watch the, um, what was it, like the behind-the-scenes feature ad? Oh, with, like, Deacon coming out yeah, and shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. a really cool... Really simply done. Mostly done with angles. It really is. But I'm like, if you don't know anything about movie magic, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. it's like, how how they pull this off? That looks pretty it realistic. really good. Yeah, but then, like I said, you watch how they pull it off. You're like, yeah, it's just, just angles and some green screening. You know? The thing that impressed me the most from the behind-the-scenes shit 
was the the hallway fight, mm-hmm. but not the fact that they built a giant rotating room. Yeah, like really they cool. do that shit for like Inception. Yeah, it's uh, nothing like that we haven't they seen. They have before. the sliding room for fucking virtual insanity, whatever. It was Taika filming it with his fucking <laughs> handy cam and just by hand rotating the camera and <laughs> keeping well. it as well on everything as he did. And just like That's watching him impressive. at the end of that fucking boom arm, just like Yeah, I mean he's good at his craft. Mm-hmm. Not complaining. So Nick, like I said, he he goes from being like the cool guy, because they like him, and that starts to piss off Deacon. Because Deacon was that guy. Yeah. You know? So you can see that little rift, you know, but then like I said, Nick brings over Stu, and then Stu becomes the cool person. Even though he's not trying, he's not, mm-hmm. he just cool by nature, <laughs> you know? And that causes a little rip with Nick. Not because of, but because he feels a little left out mm-hmm. of the loop. And he goes about, because they get in the nightclubs, and he's starting to brag about being a vampire. And he happens to run into that vampire hunter. And that leads to Peter's death. And that leads to him getting the procession of shame. <laughs> Bad vampire. <laughs> bad, you're very bad vampire. Shame. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking funny. You know that must have been so silly when they were out there filming oh that. fucking God. <laughs> right. All right, so I, I like that, but they're like, Stu, you're still cool. You can still hang out. <laughs> right. All right, all that stuff transpires. Then leads to them getting the invite to the um, Unholy Masquerade. And I wrote this down. I was like, it is the Wellington Vampire Association in conjunction with the Lower Hat Vampire Witch Club and the Karori Zombie Society. And they happen to meet on June 6th at 6 p.m., 666. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny. But they were at the Victoria Bowling Club <laughs> the building. <laughs> like, that's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like the, that's the, the equivalent- cathedral of despair. I was about to say that's the equivalent of renting out like a four H building, right? Yeah, like- yeah, 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 or like an Elks Club mm-hmm. or what a Moose Lodge, VFW Hall, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking hilarious, man. So I was like, all right, I like all this. This is fucking silly. It's just the renting out, like I said, a, a union hall or something. <laughs> and um, the once again, who is it? Nick brings Stu as his plus one. Jackie's got turned, and Deacon's like, uh... Dude, honestly, I kind of feel like if the crowd was even a quarter that size, Stu still would have won them all over. It's just oh, there yeah. was too many of them questioning it and getting all fucking blood horny all at once. Right, 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 right. I think if he had more time, they would have liked them. Mm-hmm. Given, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what I thought was funny is how they, how Pauline kind of set him up. She's like, well, what do you do? Yeah. And he starts explaining, he's like, what? Speak up. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's definitely a virgin. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny, man. And then, you know, the whole point that they've been building up her character as the beast the entire film. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're probably expecting something horrendous or who the hell knows the way they're portraying it. But then, you know, he's like, that's the beast. <laughs> and her boyfriend. And then, you know, Vlad shows up and... They have their little spat. Stu saves Vlad. They get out. They run into the werewolves again, which we haven't really talked about a little bit. God, the fuck They're awesome. So great. Yeah, we're werewolves, not werewolves. That's something I'll always remember about this film, is that line alone. I bring that shit up all the time. What are it's we? It's funny. 
Werewolves, not swearwolves. He said, yeah, but he, you know, he was <laughs> making fun of me. <laughs> Called me names and stuff. I know, I was like, man, that's so funny the way they, they kind of like, they start getting aggressive mm-hmm. and they're trying to contain themselves, but they're starting to change as no, well. No, don't ch- chase that. It's not real. <laughs> and especially during like, they're getting ready for the full moon. It's like, take off the clothes that you don't want getting ripped. <laughs> Do your transformation. The first time they run into the werewolves, I do kind of love how it's like the only instance where Nick is being the mature one. Mm-hmm. He's just like sitting there like, guys, are we really fucking doing this? Exactly. And it takes a minute to even notice him because he's being so quiet and just In like background, staring yeah. at his boys. Like, are you being like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> it is. It's always it's always Deacon who's the first one to sniff him out. Mm-hmm. Does you guys smell that? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I liked all that stuff. It's silly. I even like, who is it? It was Deacon and Nick had that little spat, like their little mm-hmm. fight, their bat, bat fight. fight. That shit was funny. It's silly. It's the little things like that. It's just, I was like, man, if you're going to do something like this and make it a mockumentary and play on these these kind of characters, you know, these well-known creatures and all that stuff, it's like, this is a fucking clever way of doing it. And I think it's one of those things where, like, whether we said it or not back when we reviewed it, Kind of like uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, the best mockumentaries are made with love, not true mocking. No, you could tell these guys are really fans of the genre, like Mm -hmm. vampire genre. And just the fact that they can, you know, have fun with it in this manner, you know, and and make it lighthearted and still have this unique connection at the end like this almost like this full circle connection thing you know where there's like these rips they're creating these friendships these arcs you know and then then unity at the end mm-hmm. it's like that's as silly as it is it's like it's still it's still good like that's still a very human story yeah exactly. it's not the biggest deepest story but no. it's, it's akin to but more touching than what you would see on like the real world Oh, without a doubt, dude. But, I mean, it's it kind of is the same sort of shit, though. Like, them just sitting there and arguing about I mean, doing how, the fucking chores. How, yeah, exactly. How can it not be based on some of that? The, the whole reality television thing itself, they're making... That's why it's called a mockumentary, and mm-hmm. they're mocking it. But they're doing it in this way. It's so It's clever. It's fun. I like it. It makes me a fan of this particular subgenre, the, the mockumentary style. If it's done really well, this is a great example of it. Here's something I totally forgot about. This might be my favorite fucking moment in the entire film is it appears that Stu is dead, right? They have that right. that encounter during the full moon with the werewolves. He gets attacked. He gets, you know, tossed back and forth. Anyway, it's when they have the reenactment of what happened, what really happened. I almost lost my shit because <laughs> they did a perfect job of how reenactments are done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fucking holy shit. I love every second of that. But it was just little, the little things like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, I'm yeah, I'm done. I'm sold 100 on this. Yeah, this movie's great. So I like I said, I, lo- I loved everything about it. It was just a, a great way of finally getting to talk about it. I know it was an easy one we chose, but... Regardless if it's easy or not, it's still a fun one, regardless. Yeah. I guess I only have one last question pertaining to this movie of you. When was the last time you did an erotic dance for your friends? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with me, that's like, you have to be a little bit more specific. How sexy are we talking? I would say not too long ago. I mean, yeah. like, I do that shit at work sometimes, so. 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, just a couple days ago. To be a Frank. Yeah, I, I think this week we just got to give him the full on Deacon. Yeah, I was like, well, you get a little provocative with some of that stuff, but <laughs> I'm not unknown to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else to really say. No, it's I, great. I, I love I do the like parodies. That. Like, I do like that there's a post credit sequence too. Mm-hmm. If you stick around for it, it's like, yeah, that's pretty. Funny. Forget the whole movie. Yeah, forget everything, the whole events, whatever. Yeah, it's like that's that's fun, man. They're having fun. I want to see the rest of the footage. That's a lot. 120 hours plus, probably. Yeah, that's a lot. But just good on them. Like, guys don't have to edit it. Just like put out oh, a super yeah. like special edition version of this that includes it all as like discs two and three. And well, you know, as a collector, not necessarily that I want to see all of that. It would still be neat to have it. I don't know. For me, I, I can't speak for others, but I'm sure there's others who would be dying at the bit for mm-hmm. that. That's what I'm getting at. So go for it. We're back to not knowing what we're doing next week, huh? No, but I like Uncharted Waters. That's fine. So I guess we're going to figure that out because I have nothing else to say about what we do. No, go shows. check this film out if you haven't already. Thanks for sticking around. Check out the episode. series. If yeah, you oh, God, yes. Yeah, exactly. This will be a great way to continue from the film. If you liked it that much, watch the series. If you haven't done the series, do the series. Yeah, it's it got my is vote. legitimately as good. You know, you, you brought up a good point. I was a little trepidatious for the same reasons. It's like, man, how are they going to follow this film? Because this is a high bar. Well, you know, considering who's worked on the show, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's in good hands. Mm-hmm. I, there was times I was like, <laughs> I really wish Matt Berry's character could have been at the Unholy Masquerade. Oh, no, dude. How fucking wonderful would that have been? That would have been great. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. In the future. If they continue the show, there's a possibility. Also, like, if you haven't watched the show yet, I am just... And you haven't somehow heard. They add in energy vampires, psychic oh vampires. And Colin Robinson is maybe the best character on fucking TV. He is great, dude. He's great. Colin Robinson you is know, one of the best characters I ever. I would say this. I, and this is kind of a unique parallel, too. He reminds me of, like, somebody straight out of the office. Mm-hmm. But put into a vampiric role. <laughs> yeah. In what we do in the shadows, yeah. He's a house So mate. fucking good. Can't say enough good things. Maybe we'll find some other way to talk about it in the future. I'm sure we will in the future, yeah. But for now, I think we're going to go figure out what we're going to grace you with next week. So for this week, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried squirms out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top, as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network, uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, The easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. You can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up. Not going to give you all those ats. So, with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time.
Peace.